Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. If you are really free, why don't you give the Lord a mighty shout of praise? Oh, the people on this side, I'm not enjoying your shout. When we were dancing, you didn't dance because of your heels. Beautiful. Please, you may be seated. On behalf of ES Joy, I would like to warmly welcome all of you to this powerful Women in Ministry Conference. Instructions 
for her one more time. Now we've gotten to the most important part of this conference. Usually, I don't like going for conferences, especially the, the motivational ones, because the people who I come to, who usually go for those conferences, or you usually speak at those conferences, they, they are just mixing words together and talking to you and saying anything. But this morning, we have 
a quintessential daughter of Bishop Dikewood Mills. In fact, when we are talking about women in ministry, like we are looking for somebody who is a true daughter of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Not just like a church member or a no. True daughter in ministry, in marriage, in everything. We have the best example to talk to us this morning. Let us put our hands together and welcome ESI. I want you to turn to somebody and say, I'm glad you are here. Maybe you can introduce yourself to the person also. Hallelujah. Wow. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful that you've given us a day to step aside, to leave all the myriads of things we are involved in, and to just draw closer to your throne. May we hear from you today. Lord, you know that we are in different circumstances, different things that are in our lives, but we are trying to draw closer to you. I pray, though, that you will help us. That each one of us will receive a word from you today. A word that will help us. A word that will move us ahead. A word that will draw us closer to you. A word that will make our relationships sweeter. We thank you so much for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before you sit down, I want you to pray for a moment. And the prayer is, Lord, give me a spirit of revelation. So much is going to be said. Some has been said already. Which the one that is for me, reveal it to me. So just open your mouth boldly and speak in tongues for a few minutes. And just pray. You don't speak in tongues, speak in your understanding. And say, Lord, hear me. Lord, listen to me. Lord, as you speak today, speak through the woman of God, but speak to my heart and help me to pick that part that is for me. What I need to hear. Help me to hear it. And above all, help me to receive it and help me to do it. Father, I thank you for the spirit of revelation that is at work this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Amen. I'm seeing so many lady pastors. It's great to have you. LP Deborah, God bless you. Wow. Coming all the way from Takradi. <laughs> and then I have, I can't see everybody's face. Oh. LP Bennis is coming to us from the Ahinsain Church. LP Angie is coming from Asokori. From where? Ashdown now. I've forgotten. I will coming all the way from Pancrono. Wow. You're clapped, sir. You don't know them where you're not clapped to. <laughs> LP Candy is coming from Generations Chapel, which is down the road. She has a very nice branch, a youthful branch church at Bwedi. Yeah. LP Linda. Ahojo Church. They, they, they have filled the church and they have nowhere to go again. <laughs> Sister Hawa is coming to us all the way from Masokwa. She used to be my friend, though. Nowadays, there you have left me. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you so much. And then we also have the lady pastors in the house. And you just, all of you can just lift up your hands and wave and 
We'll just give you, God bless you so much. Hallelujah. Amen. It has been quite a fight to get an opportunity to meet this year, but I believe that it has come in its time. We cannot force the timing of God. Hallelujah. And if you are here, I am assuming that it's because something in you, you know, there's an interest. I deliberately titled it Women in Ministry. If there is no ministry in you, whatever it is to be, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, you wouldn't be here. So the fact that you saw women in ministry and you actually came, it's a sign that there's something. Tell anybody is doing you logoligi something. Logoligi something, something in there, you know, that is making you seek something more. And my prayer is that whatever you are seeking today, the Lord will give it to you. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. This morning as you were coming, for those who registered, there were two books that were given to you. Yeah, these two. And I know that some of you have soft copies of it or you have other things, but I deliberately wanted to put these books in your hands. Amen? I wanted to put it in your hand. Hallelujah. Because have you never had a book that suddenly you are reading the thing, then you go and find that you had it on your shelf, but you didn't know? Oh, you are very quiet. <laughs> has it happened to you before or not? It has happened to me. So you may even have it all. But I didn't want it to be that when you go back home and say, hey, my book can wear it. And then you start looking for it and then something will cross you and then you never know. No, no, no. I wanted to put it into your hands today so that when you get back, everything I'm sharing with you is in one or the other of these books. Amen. Because our Father also has a special message for us. Amen? You see, from the low tone of the amen, I know that some of you have opened it and said, mm, mm, I've got diarrhea, I can't finish reading. <laughs> but tell your neighbor that every book has a seal. Every book, it has a seal. It's closed in a way. Have you never read a book cover to cover when you finish? What do you remember? Yeah. But this morning, I'm believing God that we will break the seals of these two books. Hallelujah. So that, you see, all the questions that those ladies were speaking about over here, all the answers are here. Only that you need a certain breaking of the seal to be able to see it and to read it. Because each one of them was in a certain situation. Hey, the lady Reverend Crown was the one who disappointed me. She said that she's doing ministry now. Her husband, there, 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 Charlie. It's very serious, oh. <laughs> very serious. Then the one, and then what? They say her house too. Dirty. Hey. What again did they say? Eh? Then the over spiritual. Hey. Another one too said that she, dear, yeah, she's okay. She doesn't need the ma- hey. Charlie, that is very complex, oh. How many of us you could identify? You have been somewhere in all of this before. And some of us were still inside. Hey! But the answers are there. And that's why I asked you to pray for the spirit of revelation. Which one is mine? Some two, you never married. 
or you married, he's passed, whatever it is. You are at a stage of life and you are looking for something. And my prayer is that you will hear it today. Hallelujah. And that's why I want us to begin with Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Now this meeting is a very spiritual meeting. Amen. Sometimes we have meetings for fun, but this one is a spiritual meeting. <laughs> even our fun is spiritual. Tell anybody, even our fun is spiritual. It's spiritual. <laughs> but I'm hoping that by the end of today, some of you who have packed your ministry, you go and pick it again. Mm. The ministry has come to lie under all the things that are sitting on top of you. And so you have just packed it. You know what I'm talking about? That you'll be encouraged to go and pick it up again and, and, and make use of it. Hallelujah. And, and do the work you have to do. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. I'm reading it again. Wisdom, no, stay there. It's the principal thing. Hallelujah. It's the first thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Whatever stage of life you are in, you need wisdom. But not only that, it goes on to say, with all thy getting, get understanding. There are two things that we lack or that can easily not work in us wisdom and understanding hey the church is suddenly very quiet you see now that i'm talking about us you see that we're very quiet sometimes the situation you find yourself in christ because wisdom was not working mm. Mm. please ask your neighbor perchance eh, you eh. But I want us to really just, you see, these two components are also components of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. There are so many things. When you understand it, when it makes sense, it's so much easier to do. Hallelujah. And as women of God, we need to understand. We need to have some wisdom because some of us are using, a, what do you call it? The age, the wisdom of the elders. That's what we are using to advise people. It's okay, painful say, but we are Christian women. That's the difference between us and the world. So if you are a Christian woman, cry, you are using that to counsel people. You, you, there's understanding that is not there. So I want us to just look at it here in Isaiah 11 and verse 2. Isaiah 11, 2. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Then look at the components of the spirit of the Lord. It's the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel. And my, some of us, nobody can counsel you. But after today, your demons are flying. Amen. Amen. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And I'm praying that we will encounter the, the wholeness of the spirit of God in this meeting today. Hallelujah. The first question that I want to address today is frustration. Where does it come from? Frustration. Where does it come from? Because there are more frustrated women than happy women in the world. Genesis chapter 3. In your short life, think about it. Think about it. Yeah. You see, before you take the bat you have been using to bat away things that are said, pause and think about it. You understand when I say the bat? You know, there are some things when they tell us, then we just, we just do what? Bat it away. But don't, don't bat it away. Just think. Hallelujah. Genesis 3, we're reading from verse 13. The Lord God said to the man, this is the fall, the story of the fall which I believe you are acquainted with. But I want to just zero direct into what, what concerns us. 
What is this that thou hast done? He said to the woman. And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Verse 15. And I will put enmity. Are you seeing it? Between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This scripture is telling us something. That the serpent is an enemy to all mankind. But for us, there's a special enmity there. <laughs> you have located your personal enemy. <laughs> yeah. Or you can't see it. He said, between, I will put enmity between you and the woman. It accounts for a lot of the things that we shall be dealing with. Verse 16, it goes on. The Lord is speaking. He says, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. I think we can see the frustration. Everybody is trying to be free in this world, but we are looking for somebody to rule over us. Hmm... Mm-hmm. That's why even the one who was in the in the in the the drama, she said, "Oh, she's okay. She doesn't need a man." It's not like that, because the truth is that they will have everything. We have everything, everything. Hey, you are very quiet, oh. Yeah. Hey. One day, a friend of mine. It was her birthday. She's a classmate, and so she must be about sixty-three now, sixty-three, sixty-four. And it was her birthday, and I got in touch with her just to wish her happy birthday. Then she said, oh, Sofo, thank you for the happy birthday, but you are, I need one prayer from you. One prayer. At the age of 63. Please, what prayer topic are you expecting? That I have long life, good health. What again? Her grandchildren will do well, or her children, isn't it? Do you know her prayer request? Pray for me that I will get married. That a man at the age of 63, when it has ceased to be after us, after the manner of women, her prayer, LP Bennett, was that I would pray that she would have that day. I said, Adipa. But have you seen the source? Her desire will be at the age of 63 she was still looking for a man to come and, and rule over her hey Charlie Charlie the thing it does look it defies logic and I need us to understand it because some of you young ones you're already saying I don't need them careful careful lest you get to the age of 63 hey. you get to the age of what and then you start sending messages that they should be praying for you to, to, to have a, a, a what? <laughs> hey, it is real. So you need to understand it all. That's why I pray that you will understand, understand that that desire that we have for a marriage is a result of a case. Hmm. The room has suddenly become very quiet. It's the result of a case. When you see something that defies logic, 
you should know that the spirit is involved. Hey. hey. Should we close and go home? <laughs> it has not occurred to you before, you see. I keep telling my girls, they can't hear me when I'm saying it. You know how we love the weddings? And when I'm preaching, I'll say, listen. Yeah, that damo. That damo, they cannot hear me. They cannot hear. They cannot hear. It's not as you are thinking. Because when you wear the white and coming down, pam pam pana, 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 pam pam As you are coming. Hey, it says, look, you beautiful. The rest of the world is adoring you. We're all looking up for you. How special you are. Listen, it is actually the celebration of the end of your freedom. Is the end of your... I don't even know why you are saying A. Please, how many married women are here? Let me see. You have been married. You have been... Yeah, let me see your hands. What I am saying, is it true or is it not true? Did you not used to just mix miller and biscuits, drink the miller, eat the biscuit, and sleep? Eh? One of my young ladies this morning was telling me that she said, she said, yesterday when I got to my house, so tired, I, I just felt like I can't cook. So I said, let me order some food. And then the, her husband said to her, I don't want ordered food. I want homemade. And I told her, I told her, you made only one mistake. She said, what? I said, you announced it. You should have been quiet. Ah! There are some brothers here. I cannot release all the... <laughs> when you order it, you smuggle it in. You put it into your frying pan and you do your one or two catches me. Something, something, something. Then you just, hey. Oh, you have woken up. Well, sorry. Oh, 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 you, are, you are ordinary. Uncle, where will we be in this life? Hey. That's why I'm saying to you that today, wisdom and understanding. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's very good for, you, for us all to understand it. You see, you may be saying that, oh, is this for married women? That's not the point. That's not the point. You are here because you are a woman in ministry. Can I continue? Yeah. So I'm showing you where frustration comes from. Because this pretty lady who has walked down the aisle, as she's coming, she has one mind. As soon as the honeymoon is over, she begins to discover the truth. Even the man hasn't done anything wrong. But you've suddenly discovered that a disproportionate amount of the work is ours. Are you with me? The work is one. Even when you say you want to have children, you were not ready for what it meant. You were ready, eh? <laughs> if you are sitting by a lady who looks like she's married, I think you can just ask her, were you ready? Were you ready? When you were preparing, you, th- you could just see yourself carrying that beautiful little one. You never saw the fever. You never saw that they cry all night. You never saw that they don't sleep. You, ne- you never saw all of that. And you certainly never saw 
that after you have worked hard on them and they are looking so nice, you never knew that they were only tenants in your house. That they are going to look at your face and tell you, Mommy, Daddy, I've seen somebody, I'm going. And they will leave you right there. Hey, I wonder why you are quiet, oh. Hey. I think this preacher I'm preaching, I, I don't know whether I should preach it or not. Hey. I want you to tell the, the, the lady that, look, you are not going to be their number one. No, 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 don't joke about it. They will leave you. Hey! <laughs> see how they are going to marry and leave you. Ah, they are gone. Yo. Mm-hmm. Just some two very beautiful children. Hmm. Ah, the nicer they are, the faster they go. <laughs> I am just trying to show you frustration. You say that what? Your heart and your lungs and your everything is in your work. Be working, you'll discover that even if you work twice as hard, there's a difference. There's a difference. And because that difference is from somewhere, there's not much you can do about it. It's, yes, hello. Are you there? I have to share. So, so when you wake up and you discover that you are a woman in whom there is some ministry, you should know that the same frustration that goes through life, that same frustration is also there in ministry. And you need the same wisdom and understanding if you are to accomplish what God has for you. Right from the word go, let me just say that I have met some women who in the middle of their frustration, they have given up. They have left this and just said that, look, let me just go and be there. Okay, you've left it and there's peace. Or so you think. But remember, it is appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. You will give account. And you cannot get to heaven and say, Ah, Lord, the man that you gave me to marry, no. When Adam said the woman that God gave him was the reason why, didn't God mind him? When the woman said the serpent was the reason why she fell, did God mind? Hey, you carry on. So that is why we are here today to see how by the wisdom of God will balance the different things. Are you with me? Will balance the different things and still manage to get through life with our ministry intact, with our families intact, with our jobs intact, with the things that we have intact. But your mind first must change. Our mind must change. And the answer is not in feminism. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me to be. Believe me. Those of you here, most of you are too young to remember when feminism broke out. And it was as if it was going to sort out things. The chaos is even more. The divorce is even more. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you there? Yeah. The abandonment of children is even more. So it was not because it was not the solution. Hallelujah. And so I just want to share with you that even now as you sit here and after all your experiences in life, Satan still wants to bomb you out. And that is something that you need to understand. Amen. The things that have been done, those are the same things that will be done. Take us to Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 9. 
Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9. The thing that has been done is that which shall be done. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It has been already of all time which was before us. Amen and amen. And so, I am giving this as an introduction to say that if Eve was tempted, so shall you and I be. Uh -huh. And even more so because now there's the backing of God behind it. The curse that came out of that issue. Amen? So it is there. Tell your neighbor it is there or it is there. <laughs> it is there. And so today, we're coming to look at our distinct and our own issues and how to get around them. The first thing I want to share with you today are the temptations of women. The temptations of women. Every people grouping have their own things. Their own things. And we do, we have ours. So it's not to say that nobody else has a temptation. But this is us. We're looking at ours. We cannot change somebody else's own. We can only deal with our own. Is that okay? Hello? Are you there? Yeah. We can only deal with our own. Temptation number one. It doesn't mean it's the first one you face. It's just number one. <laughs> the temptation to marry unbelievers. <sighs> Second Corinthians. You see, some of those who are not married, they thought there was nothing for them. This one is right down your alley. Second Corinthians chapter 6. Let's go to verse 14. Second Corinthians 6 verse 14. Verse 14. It's so clear. I don't know how you can argue with it. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? Those of us who are your pastors, we have struggled with you over the scripture over the years. Hey. Hmm. Am I talking to some people? Hmm. What is the connection? I also want to ask you as a woman in ministry who is with a guy who is not in ministry. Should I go there or shouldn't go? <laughs> what exactly are you about? Ooh. Are you there? I'm not saying that the man must of necessity be a pastor. That, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. But he is, if he is not in ministry, I want to use as an example Joyce Meyer's husband. He's not a pastor, but he's in the ministry. Are you there? He makes all his, what is his ministry? Some of these people with their senses. As you can see, as we are here as women in ministry, we've had to go and call some men in ministry to also come and help us to. Uh -huh. No, the, but, but you see, so the men who are in ministry, if they are correct, they will understand when we are here late in the night. But if they were not here, as some of you, your husbands are not here, they won't understand what you are doing here. And by 12 o'clock, they are looking for... The man in ministry, it's not that he's not looking for fufu, but he knows that sometimes he has to give a little for some things to, to be able to, to happen and for peace and for happiness to be in the house. Amen. 
So when the scripture says don't be unequally yoked, it's an unequal yoke when you are with an unbeliever. It is also an unequal yoke when you are with somebody who is just a church member. The church membership, Quran peripheral. I gotta say it. I just gotta say it. And so when the person comes and he's walking around you, you should have ended it right there. <laughs> Are you in the church? End it right there. And then don't come and tell us stories. Then it's like, we, and then you start gossiping. Like, hey, say you are married. That's why you are saying that. Things like I'm you don't know what it means. We were not born married. We got married. So of course we know what it is not to be married. But you understand what I'm trying to say to you. It says unequally yoked. So you need to look at it before you tie yourself up. And it is the only way to, to mitigate the frustration of the case. Remember, the case says he will rule over you. So you have now gone to look for a ruler who does not understand. Hmm. I don't even know what to say again. Are you there? As for ruling over you, they will rule over you. Now you have gone to get where he doesn't understand anything. Please ask your neighbor, eh, do you understand? Do you understand what they're saying? Before you come and tell me that, oh, but he's so good looking. Tell them that good looks does not make for a happy home. That's not the point. <laughs> hey, but I was waiting and nobody was coming. Let me tell you something. No marriage is better than a bad marriage. Uh, please, I'm continuing. Mm. Yeah. No marriage is better than a bad marriage. Have you seen the, a bad marriage full-blown before? Hey, better that you were just on your own. You, you would do far better and accomplish far more, accomplish your ministry and hey, past is because you are married, you'll be answering me and go and when you enter it, you will now understand what I'm saying to you. We have even married the ones who understand the cry, yeah, 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 yeah. Then you, you're going to look for one who does not understand. Yo. Amen. And equally yoked. <laughs> that is even why sometimes we even say that the person's station in life is important. Hmm. People try to say you don't, you are, you are looking down. That's not it all. You can marry the neighborhood fitter if you like. But if he, he will not understand you, How is he going to understand you? She said, look at how you are dressed this morning. She said, the neighborhood fitter is going to go berserk because he's going to tell that as you are going, you are going to make yourself fine, fine to guys. How will he understand that job of yours that has only men in the office and you are the only lady? Will he understand? Will he understand? So don't come and tell us that eh, it's because we are looking down people. Hey. Hmm. He said, let me continue before I get into trouble. I was reminded of a joke that we had in church. It was a joke, but it was a true story. A certain lady came to introduce her, her prospective husband to one of our bishops, Reverend at the time. And 
um, when she came, said, I want to introduce this person. There's an American who is, um, you know, interested in me. So the pastor asked, is he a Christian? The answer was, he's an American. Sure. <laughs> the fact that he, it does not make him a Christian. Oh. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Temptation number two. Ah, I like this one. The temptation to trust in your beauty. <laughs> That's one. One time, this story I'm about to, you will not believe me, but it's true. There's no, I won't lie to you. A lady pastor called a certain young pastor in the church and um, attempted to advise her a little about her work for the Lord and the way she used to comport herself was a bit someday. Hey! The young lady fled up and she told the pastor that it's because I have hips that's why they like me. It's why push your neighbor and say it is not by your hips it's not by your coca-cola shape it's not by the beauty of your face it's <laughs> hey. believe me this one is real real i know the people involved i real life one real life one she said that ah because of the hips, why that the guys even like her and come to her, her church. Please. Beauty. <laughs> it's not by beauty. Proverbs 31. And verse 30. Favor is deceitful. And beauty is vain. When they say it's vain, it means it's temporary, it's passing. What it is saying is not really true. Please, if you are put in a seat, you cannot see the stage. Just move yourself a little, okay, so that you can see. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Are you understanding what I'm trying to share with you? Yeah. Beauty is vain. I mean, I know that we are all looking very nice this morning. Tell anybody, I'm looking very beautiful. And I believe that God made us to like beautiful things. But you cannot put your, uh, your, your hope and your life on something that is passing. Are you there? Some of you young ladies, when you see other, young, other ladies and you feel that their figures are not nice, they're like, mm, yeah, I'll never be like that. We are just watching you. We won't say much. Are we going to say anything much? <laughs> your one lady pastor here says to tell you that we were nicer. There's a mother who said that no me I was nicer than you. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? So that temptation is something that you need to get over. You see. Now you may be asking, oh, I don't think about my beauty. You don't think about your beauty. Then how come you are uh, 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 you are doing um, quantity surveying, but you only do you there, you sit down, you don't do the work. You sit down, the boys should work, then you write it down. The question that I'm asking you, some people suddenly they're very quiet. There are some causes you say you are going to do it, then when they go to do the course, no, then they leave the work inside. 
the boys should do. Then they have made themselves secretaries and recorders. And the reason is because you think that your beautiful self, you shouldn't do that work. If you knew that you shouldn't do that work, then you should have gone to find the one that allows you to be. Can you ask your neighbor if she's a young lady? Ask her if it's she that they are talking about. Uh, ask her, pa. Ask her, what course are you doing? I have some students here. So ask her, what course are you doing? What course are you doing? <laughs> you say you are doing mechanical engineering. And yet you never, never. You are doing Akito. You never go near a site. Never. You are doing building construction. <laughs> and the reason is because you, you, had, you believe, oh, the way you are beautiful, the guys will do the work for you. Maybe they'll do the work for you, but you are the one who is incompetent. Mm. Because you are believing in your beauty. Anyway, that's just by the way. In the same way, don't believe in it as something that is going to get you far in life and in ministry. It's just something God gave you. Hallelujah. Oh, are you there? He says, favor is deceitful. It's deceitful. Why? The same person who favored you today is the same one who will turn away from you tomorrow. Oh, yes. Hey, today, if you can, I just pray you have the wisdom to accept it all. The wisdom to, to take it and say, I'm hearing. Oh. Can we move on? Mm. The next temptation is the temptation to sleep with a lot of people before you marry. Oh, Samuel, dear, I want in him. It has no power in it. Many, many, many of you, you are believers, oh, but you, you have fallen for the, uh, uh, the deception that if you sleep with a guy, he'll marry you. Your presence in this world should have shown you that it's not so. As you came and you had no father. Because your mother also thought the same. But after she slept with a guy and got pregnant with you, the man walked away. The way the church is quiet, you know, it's, 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 very, it's very some way in life. That's why this morning you were praying for revelation. Some of you need a revelation. Because when the guy wants to sleep with you, he says a lot of things. So I have to tell you from the pulpit that it is not true. Not one. I, I was thinking about you. Because of how I was thinking about you, I couldn't sleep. It's not that he was thinking about you. He was lasting after you and he got an erection and because of the erection, he couldn't sleep. It's not you per se. Just another human being. And you, were the, you were the latest girl in the... Uh, uh, please, look. You know, that's why I love the Bible. I'm going there. Yes, I'm going there straight, straight, straight. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 13. Uh, hey, Father, let wisdom enter your children. Give them revelation. Now, 2 Samuel chapter 13, I cannot read the whole story, but I just want to you know, point to two scriptures. There's, there's a, um, here is this young man. He has a half-sister. You know, he has a half-sister. One would have thought that just because they share a parent, he would not be so whatever. But he, <laughs> the last was a lot. 
Please, let's go to verse 4. In verse 4, so his cousin came to visit him and said, by you, what is wrong? And he said that, in fact, he's in love with this girl. Look at it. He said to him, so that he is the cousin, and the cousin is speaking now to David's son, Amnon. Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Will you not tell me? So this guy was burning to the extent that he was losing weight. <laughs> And Amnon said to him, so Amnon has his answering, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister, because Absalom and Tamar had the same mother, same father. Instead of him to say, I love my sister, you see that he's even pushing somewhere. It's his half-sister. <laughs> Are you there? So his cousin now gives him the whole something about, you know, what to do him that oh do like you are sick tell your father because your father will come and visit you and so he does it when the father comes he says oh tell Tamar to come and cook for me of course David never dreamt that his uh, yeah, that is my son this is my daughter so he also sent Tamar Tamar to come to the place and she's making the cakes and everything you when your brother says oh tell all the men to go out you too <laughs> Look at this in verse 9. She took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, have out all the men from me. So she now cleared the room herself. That Oh, everybody, just, you just leave us. Just leave us. Please tell your neighbor that your gray cell, your head, it must work. Ah! It must work. It must work. You see, Nowadays in the West, when they have all these movements against rape and all that, they keep on saying that you are blaming the victim when you say certain things. Are you here? But there is something called common sense. Common sense. And no matter what they say, you cannot say that the sense should not work. You are there. You have come to church. Church is over. Meanwhile, we in this house and many of you who are associated with us, you don't close early. When we finish the service, we are now having a happiness meeting, this and that and that. It is now quarter to 12. And they say, oh, we are feeling hungry. Oh, let's go to my place. Now we'll so so. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, are you out of your mind? What do you think is going to happen after that meal? At 12 o'clock, rainy night, the weather is demanding. You are also looking very beautiful. You are all very tired and you are all going to get that. What is going to happen to you? When we say it, you say it is victim shaming. Not only that, not only that, you are dressed to that you want to come. It's here. Leaving nothing to the imagination. So the whole night, the guy has been watching this, you know, wondering, oh, let the dress go up just a little more, just a little, just a little more. You have worn it, you have been shaking your booty all the way. Oh, please. So yes, the man is responsible for his own part, but you are an accomplice to the whole situation. So you, this girl, when the guy says everyone should go out, you should have asked him that, oh, but Why? 
Why? Why? You should have just left the door open. So them just stand here. No, there you are. You have sacked all of them. So, he's like a brother. Take it from me. You see, maybe in her day, brothers were brothers. But today, nobody is a brother. Nobody. Nobody is a brother. I should have asked the lady pastors to help me so they'll be walking around saying it. Nobody is a brother. Nobody is a brother. Let me tell you something. Every brother before he becomes a brother is a man. Hmm. Are you there? Hey, the church is quiet. Oh. All my married life, I've had young people who are not my children staying in my house. And we have lived, I mean, flowed. We've had a very nice association. I mean, then one day, one day, I was minding my own business sitting somewhere. And then one of the young ladies was chatting with my sons. And they were talking. And they were talking. I don't even remember what they were. Then I noticed the lady come out of the room. And I jumped up and I called all of them. I said, hey, you people. You have grown up together as if you are siblings, but you are not. Nobody enters nobody's room. Hey, you'll be there saying that, oh, but they have grown up together. We know ourselves. We have grown up. We have been a. Hey, this is my friend. Our parents know each other. Hey. Hey. You see, my father used to say these things. And myself and my sister would go and gossip. Who said, this old man, what kind of mind does this man have? Ah, why is he like that? Is it that he doesn't trust us? Why? Today we understand. Daddy, we understand, okay? <laughs> hey, are you there? Tell him, you take your portion to your room. I'm also taking my portion to my room. Oh, we are sitting right here by the kebab cellar. We are eating it here. You see me off and you leave me outside. Bye. 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 I can even do a couple of kisses. Good night. Hey. Tama. Tama didn't do that. Until she took the cake, sat by her brother on the bed. Broke it. They said, you just eat. As you are saying you just eat, the guy is busy measuring your 32, 24, 40. Hmm. Hmm. Verse 14. This story is a very sad story because a lot of things came out of this thing. Verse 14. How be it? He will not hack. And you know, the girl was trying to tell him that, oh, if you really like me, then go and tell daddy about it. He, you know, because I think in those days they used to marry within. But they said he wouldn't listen to her. And being stronger than her, you see, this is the point that most of us forget. The person is physically stronger than you. Are you in the house? You know, I had an interesting, <laughs> you let me call it a revelation of this one time. I had grown up with my sons all these years. I was always their mother. I could always get them to do what I wanted them to do. One morning, I was sitting down drinking coffee. I have two other sons who like coffee. And one of them came and said, oh, mommy, I want some of your coffee. And I said, ah, but everything to make the coffee is there. So make your coffee. And then he said, oh, no, we want some of yours. 
So while I was busy protesting, then the other brother comes, holds my hands, opens, the other one takes the cup. <laughs> and that's all. That's all. My coffee is gone. It's gone. And I said, truly, they are stronger than we are. I mean, up until that point, I can drag you, I can pull you. Now we have reached a point. Hey, easy. It wasn't like I could. Fa- no, easy. What if the one coming to hold my hand, I didn't even understand what he was about. Before I knew it, because I was holding the cup like that. Stronger than her. Verse 15. Look at what happened. I want you, if you have a Bible, underline it. Underline it on this verse. Then Amnon hated her. Was this not the boy who said he loved her? Was this not the one who was losing weight over her? Now that he has had his way, look at it. Amnon hated her. Then look at the description of the hatred. So that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And he now rose up to throw and said, Arise, be gone. When she was crying and pleading, he called the men he attacked to, to come and get her out of the place. Hmm. And there you are saying that if you sleep with a man, he'll marry you. It doesn't work that way. And even when he does marry you, as some of you have discovered, there's another side. We shall get there later. Hmm. Hmm. Bishop Dark says this in a sentence. Do not believe that sex can keep a man attached to you. I just like the way he says it. Bam. You say you have the book, but have you read it? It's here. It's here. This sentence. The way you are quiet is nice, but I wish I could video it and send it to him because the books are there. You were coming to do Ketcher when you saw that. Oh, is it these two books they are doing? Oh, these books here. Hey, be humble and be quiet and know that you have not read it. If you read it, cry once, yes, yeah. Let's continue. Hey, my time is running. Please, I have to run. Number four, the temptation to follow material things. We are talking about our temptations. We are saying that Eve was tempted. And as we are, we will also be tempted. Are you there? And in the same way that Eve never knew the repercussions of her temptation, we also sometimes do not know the repercussions. So that's where we are at. The temptation to follow material things. Luke chapter 12 and verse 15. He said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things he possesses. I need, you to, tell, I need to tell you that the lack of material things can bomb you out of ministry. It has bombed many before you. It doesn't mean that we never like material things. That's not the point. Are you here? But the love of them and, and they're following them. So you cannot, you're not able to delay. Many times when God is dealing with us, he delays a little to see what we will do. 
And so if you are going to follow material things, there are many things you will not do. Mm. When your husband comes and says that, well, we have been transferred, uh-huh, your things will start. Have you noticed that many wives don't follow the husbands when they are transferred? I wonder why you are quiet. And that not following is the beginning of a lot of issues. Yeah. When we were living in Tamale, we discovered that a huge percentage of those marriages never, the marriage broke. Mm. The wives would say that, oh, I can't come. And there's always a good reason, so-called good reason. Oh, our child is going to sit for exams. Our child is going to, it is true. It is true, but you know exactly what you are doing. You see, once again, the temptation. Are you there? Your comfort. We like, ah, how many of us we like comfortable things? Me, my hand is up. Mm-hmm. But you need to keep it in check. You need to delay it. You need to understand that sometimes it must be delayed. Because what will happen? Are you there? Because, you see, even I feel that if Eve had known that eating the apple, that's the reason why somebody has cancer. That's the reason why some people have lost family. I think she may not have eaten, but she didn't see. And that's why my prayer for us is that we will see. So, yes, we like comfortable things. We like it, but if you yield to it, it might bring you a problem you have not, um, you have not bargained for. Yeah. So, it's not only under church transfers. Even the, the, the man's office has transferred him. You see that the man says she will not go. And if she gives you the reason why you agree with her, that it's good that she doesn't go. But, something further. Sometimes, the marriage even survives. But the children don't survive. Yeah. Amen. Because when he's up there, you are like a divorced couple. Let me not enter. Are you there? I'm showing you the temptations. So all these are temptations that come our way. And we are talking about it today because it will alert you to, I mean, to sit up and say, wow, if this is it, what is going to happen? What are we going to do? I need some wisdom to help me in this situation. Yeah, I need some wisdom. And God always provides that wisdom when we ask him. Hallelujah. Am I talking to some people who are in the church today? And are you understanding it small, small? And see, so don't just, you see, our tendency is to respond to the thing just here. Uh-huh. My comfort. Hey, look at where we are staying. As we have been transferred, what accommodation? Then they send you a picture. You say, oh, how can I, see? you see, but, but you need to see beyond it. I so say, you need to see beyond it. And you need to see that if I don't go, what does it mean? What's going to happen if I do not move? Wow. Are you understanding the temptations now? The next one is closely related. The temptation to be fearful. <laughs> Give me 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 6. 1 Peter 3, 6. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are as long as you do well. And be not afraid with any amazement. That amazement is from fear. Be not afraid. If, you, if we want to talk about one common problem that we have as women, it's fear. It's the reason why we don't want to do many things. It's the reason why some people don't want to transfer. They are afraid. I have everything I know here. I have 
all my friends are here, everyone, and now you are taking me where my family is here. It's fear. Hallelujah. Let me give you some common fears. You don't need to write so much. It's in the books. The fear of not getting married. When you are married, the fear of not having, of not having a child. When you get the child, the fear that the child will not do well. The fear of marrying the wrong person. The fear of poverty and financial difficulty. The fear that your husband will become interested in somebody else. The fear that he won't love you anymore. The fear of becoming a widow. The fear of your in-laws. The fear of not being liked. The fear of being mistreated in the future. The fear of giving your everything and losing it all. The fear of experiencing what you've seen happen to others. The fear of investing your everything into a marriage and then losing it all. Our fears are a lot. This one, crowd, we have left out your personal fear. <laughs> are you there? And, and, and many times we fall tempted. We are tempted by our fears. We let our fears lead us. But today I want to tell you that fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Take us to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It tells us something that God has not given us the spirit of fear. So when you allow yourself to be led by your fears, from today be it known to you that you have allowed a demon to lead you. I don't know how many of us will relax and allow a demon to lead us. Hey. And that alone, you see, some of you should have been preaching by now, but fear has kept you. Uh-huh. I want you to understand that a demon has led you. <clears throat> hey. Tell me, but I didn't mention your name. <laughs> I didn't mention your name, so just look straight and be smiling. <laughs> Fear. Fear is actually a demon. And you know, we can be so tormented by our fears that we make everybody unhappy. Mm, we'll come back to, you know, some of these things, we'll, we will get back to them to see how to get out of it because we need to get out. But I'm at the point where I'm just trying to let us engage and, and just turn your mind to it and see that this thing, I did it because I was afraid. Or I didn't do it because I was afraid. How many of us have been asked to do things in church and we never did them because of fear? A demon has led you. A demon has led you. And as for God, he has not changed his mind. And he know that you answer. Oh. Know that you what? Yeah, you answer. So even now, you have to start deciding how you are going to go back and say, Lord, I'm sorry I made a mistake. Help me to do something else. Help, help, help me to know how to, how to get back on track. Yeah, because fear, fear has led many of us. Are you there? And there are many ministries that have been brought to nothing because of fear. Mm, because of fear. Are you with me in the house? Hey, I hope you are listening to our temptations. Please ask your neighbor, has fear ever caught you before? Mm. And ask your the other neighbor that what decisions did you make because of fear? Mm. Every decision you made out of fear is a decision that you should know that the devil is leading you in. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
Hey, the Lord is helping us. The next temptation, the temptation to be emotional. <laughs> the temptation to be emotional. Hmm. What are some of our emotions? In a way, fear is also an emotion too. Hmm. But which ones again? Anger, strong one. Tears, jealousy. Jealousy with a long Y. Envy, which is closely associated. Hmm. Insecurity. Insecurity. These are emotions. I, I need to tell you something today that our emotions are there. Mm -hmm. But learn to make your decisions in spite of your emotion, not because of your emotion. Do you understand when I say in spite? So for instance, what example can I give you? My children, I knew that they were all going to go on missions. I had an emotion about it. But I knew in my spirit that it was right. Are you there? So when they were saying this, I said, oh yeah, I agreed. Uh -huh. I agreed. It didn't change the emotion. Also, the emotion is there. Hey, you are very quiet too. You don't have emotions, you see. <laughs> I remember when the first one was about to go. This was now my first experience with it. And I was sitting at ABMTC doing some oral exams. So there was a panel there. I was sitting behind the table. And I had left my phone beside me. So they were interviewing somebody. And then when I sent it, it was an oral exam. And then I saw my phone go like that. And I realized it's for my husband. So I picked it. When I opened it, it was my husband on the family page saying that, We've just purchased Nikki's ticket. He's leaving on this day at this time. <laughs> right there. Right there. Emotions. So I just, excuse me. I went to find the bathroom. <laughs> I was praying that there was nobody outside because there would have been drama. The way I wailed there, you would have thought that someone has killed my child. So after a while, I said, okay, now I've finished crying. I've gathered myself together and I came back into the room. And when I came, they were, somebody was there we were finishing the, you know, the interview. Then the person got up to go and they were just going to call them and say, hold on. And the tears just started pouring. God being so good, each of the men who were sitting there had been on missions before. And these men just ministered to me. They just ministered the grace of God. They just ministered. You see, in my heart was the conviction that this boy, he's doing the right thing. This guy now, already now, to go to university, we had to beg him to go because he was called and he knew that he's called. So from SS, he was ready to go. And we said, you know something, you're going to need that degree, so do it before you go. So it's not new. I knew that he was going to go. But the emotions are there, were there. So all three of them, when they were leaving, I didn't see anybody off at the airport. And you may think, that I'm a very bad mother. But I made the decision. 
that no, they are doing the right thing. They will go with my blessing. They will go with me being very happy. I will pack things for them to carry. They will never have, have as their last picture of me, their mother standing at their post. <laughs> never. And that's why I'm saying to you that take your decision and make your decision in spite of, not because of your emotions. Hallelujah. Are you there? Tanya, your neighbor, that's my emotions. They are there. Ah, we are some weeper. Hey. On the one hand, they brighten up life. On the other hand, they can be very destructive. Very, very destructive. Sometimes you are freaking out when there's nothing to freak out about. <laughs> you are afraid that the girl, your husband, will like her. <laughs> I can see that many of when I said you said, hmm, then you started looking elsewhere. When you married the man, didn't you trust him? Didn't you trust him? Ah, you see, they are very quiet. <sighs> didn't you trust him? Then why did you marry him? That's number one. Number two, don't you believe that you are giving him everything that he should have? Or maybe you are not. Ah. Have you ever gone on a bus from Kumasi to Accra, but before you left, you ate the fufu well? When you got to Lindador, were you interested in anything at all? Did you not just find your way to pee? And then you came back here wondering why people are wasting time. They should hurry up and come back on the bus. What is that? <laughs> in the days when we used to have uh, the tall, this thing, no, they'll come around with Kosyani uh, Meko. What again? With the chips, with the bread. When you have not eaten, you want the kosher you want the bread, you want the. You have not done your work in your house. Your husband is burning and he's hungry. You've not done anything. And now you have the audacity to be afraid because someone is walking around him. Do your work. When you do your work, even if she's beautiful, Charlie, I don't know. Uh, there's nothing left to give anybody. Uh, let's go to it. The temptation to be proud. This one is a very big temptation. Oh. The temptation to be proud. When uh, uh, um, somebody has been suppressed, people who are suppressed are often very proud. Oh, you are quiet. You are wondering where your housemate got the pride from? From your, sus your suppression. Mm. Mm. That's why you notice that poor people are very proud. I wonder that. Ah. Now, pride, we cry. I mean, what do you have to be proud? It's from the suppression. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the same way, the things that we go through tend to make us like that. And we become very reactionary and very proud. But it doesn't help. Are you there? Some of you have made yourself, I'm a no nonsense person. Hey. Maybe it worked for you in your office, but it's not going to work for you in the ministry and your house. Neighbor, nobody else take your nonsense in the church. We don't have to take it. Hey, we don't have to take your nonsense in the church. You see, what I'm sharing with you is very important. Too. I know a wife currently, as the husband is working to build the church, she's emptying it. And she's not emptying it by sucking anybody, but she's emptying it by a no nonsense attitude, which she carries to everyone. You can't carry it everywhere. Hey. The church is very quiet this morning, but I hope it's a quietness because we can see ourselves. 
Oh. When we say, me, I don't, take, I don't take this, I don't take this. Who are you? Who are you? Who are we? Who are we? You don't take what? <laughs> I don't take nonsense. Hey! Please push your neighbor and say, I hope it's not you. I hope it's not you. A certain wife was telling her husband, I'm more intelligent than you. It's not right, oh. Even if it's true, it's a very proud thing to say. I mean, tell your neighbor sitting by you, I'm more intelligent than you. Can't you see it some way? Yeah, very some way. You can't even really say it. I mean, ah, let somebody say you are intelligent. Not that you are... <laughs> But there's a certain pride that comes, and I see it very clearly as we get older. The older we get, the more proud we get, and nobody can talk your matter. Nobody can say anything because you're just so proud. Hey, dear, dear, dear me. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, He will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, He will lift you up. Let's sing it one more time. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, He will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Because of God, humble yourself. Is, are you there? Don't let him have to humble you. It's very painful. He will do it. Man. Take us to James chapter 4 and verse 6. I beg you, it's not tea, it's hot water. I beg you. I have to say it because somebody is hungry. She has not eaten breakfast. <laughs> you have to rush and come. Then I'm standing here, please. I beg you, it's warm water. Why? <laughs> James chapter 4 verse 6 look at something but he giveth more grace wherefore he said God resisteth the proud but giveth grace unto the humble hallelujah God resists the proud but gives grace unto the humble I think we should aim for the humility because with it comes a grace a grace to go through whatever we are going through to do whatever we have to do. Hallelujah. And the last temptation I want us to talk to, to, uh, about this morning is the temptation to be unforgiving. Hmm, that one. Some of you can remember what happened in 1959 when you were not born. <laughs> Some people have books and they record what has been done to them. After today, go and burn the book, please. Go and burn it. It's a very bad book. 
No, that book will take you to hell. Yeah. That book, if you don't burn it, it will take you to hell. Let me tell you something. Unforgiveness for whatever reason stands between you and God. Mm-hmm. Because now he cannot forgive you your sins. Look at it there. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Find also from, from Matthew chapter 6, when you look at the, the Lord's Prayer, we are saying what? Forgive us. Mm. Mm. What did your neighbor say? Hmm. There's a problem. Hmm. I'm also watching you quietly. Hallelujah. Where's Lady Pastor Paulina? I'm looking for her. Beautiful. Our Father often says that sometimes it's as if women, we have a fish hook at the end of our heart. <laughs> See, sorry, like the heart is narrowed and it's a hook like this. So when things happen to us, then it goes to, you see, it goes to get stuck in the hook. Into, we, yeah, 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 we don't let go. And I think many of us are like that. We cannot let go. But it is a blessing to be able to forgive things. And a blessing to forgive. You will not get far by remembering. I mean, what is the, what is the point of your chronicle? Eh? You say, eh, 2020, son, are we here? 2021, October. You can show your chronicle with the date. Hey. One time, a lady came to see me. For two hours, she was talking. And in those two hours, she gave me a chronicle of all the bad things that had happened in her marriage. And she gave it to me with places, dates, times, people who were there, the people who were involved. She gave all. So I never told her husband that this is what, you know, the wife had said. So the husband came to see me. Reverend Florence, you're welcome. Pa. It's good to see you. It's a good idea to prepare a club. Hallelujah. And then the husband came to see me. When the husband came, he too came to speak. First of all, he was done in about 20, 25 minutes. And he was just, you know, giving brief whatever. Yeah. And then some of the things he described, I remembered it from no details. He couldn't. One of them, I asked him that, oh, but who was there? He couldn't remember. And I remember thinking to myself that, hey, if this couple had gone to the court, and Kamameno, she has won because she has all her evidence, everything, unforgiving. But she is the one whose life has spoiled. Yeah, the man has pulled together his life and has moved on. Her, she, their, their life is totally spoiled. Totally spoiled. Because too many things were left there. And some of you, you're on your way. You have held unto the unforgiveness. Are you there? So when we look at all these things and we look at our issues right from the book of Genesis, you just wonder. And that is why I want to say to you this morning that if God has chosen to give, it, to, give to you even just a little portion of the ministry, it's an honor. It's an honor. Are you here? It's an honor. And, but are you saying that the brothers... We are not discussing the brothers. We are discussing us. You see, that's why some of us, we can't change. Because as soon as we say our own, then you come with the but he... Like, 
Tell about that. Look, there is no wisdom in that. You cannot change that one. The only person you can change in this whole wide world is yourself. You are only yourself. You can't change anybody else. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is an honor. Let's go to Judges chapter 4. Judges chapter 4. Now, in Judges chapter 4, we meet an interesting situation. Maybe we should just take it from this one. The children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. That's one of the judges. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt up at, in Harosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. So this is one of your references. You know, when people talk about whether women should be in ministry or not, I'm not going to say much about it, but you do see that there were not many, but they were there. So this was Deborah, who was the one judging Israel at the time. Verse 5. And she dwelt... In fact, okay, so people came for judgment. Let's jump to verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. Now, she came to a point... Uh, let me see if verse 7 will tell me something. Let's go to verse 7 in a minute. Okay, give us verse 8. So she now gave instructions to a man called Barak and told him what the Lord was saying and what she should do. And Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, then I will not go. This is a man who <laughs> said, if you go with me, I'll go. If not, I won't go. Verse 9. And she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Now, why am I um, reading this scripture? Because there are many indications you will see in the Bible. For instance, Jesus never had any female um, disciple. He had women who ministered to him, who were part of his entourage, who helped his ministry. But in terms of direct ministry, okay, in terms of direct ministry, he didn't have any female apostles. So where do we come in? One of the things it may, not, it may not be the only one. But one of the things that brings us the honor of ministry are the barracks in ministry. The men who God sends who don't go. The men who God has to do. <laughs> who don't do. Barak was sent. You were you sent. You say you, if you don't go with me, I won't go. So Deborah got up to go. She left everything and went with him. And then she told him that, look, this thing that you have done, because of what you have done, the honor will not come to you. So Deborah actually, um, um, the sister actually fled. Deborah went with him. But when sister, the one they were chasing, got somewhere, it was a lady who now invited him into her tent and ministered, gave him milk and everything. And while he slept, she took a peg and drove it through his brain. The honor that should have been his, it now went to a lady. Hallelujah. 
And I'm sharing this with you because there are times when, when you rise up to do things, you, there are people who confront you and ask you what you are doing. Remember, we are women in ministry. That's why we are here. Ask your neighbor, otherwise, why, what are you doing here? <laughs> we didn't come for marriage counseling. We didn't come for <laughs> what? Child raising. We came here because we said we are women in ministry and we are seeking how to do the work that the Lord has sent to us. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? And I'm sharing with you that it's an honor that the Lord is giving us. We have been honored to be called. We have all the limitations that we have just spoken about. Oh. Tell your neighbor, I've been seeing you envying somebody. <laughs> and tell the other neighbor, every day you are crying about something. Every day you are crying. <laughs> eh? And tell the next one that you, you are always afraid. Every day when we have to do that, always, you are always afraid. Always afraid. Hey. And tell the person that in spite of it all, in spite of it all, tell your other neighbor that in spite of your temptation to sleep with the man so he will marry you, in spite of it, in spite of it all, <laughs> in spite of it all, the Lord has honored us by choosing us. Hallelujah. I said the Lord has what? Honored us by choosing us. Hallelujah. And using us. And because there will always be barracks in the system. There will always be people who he has sent who wouldn't go. There will always be gaps. And if we are willing, he will use us. I mean, I don't know whose gap I have filled. filled. I don't know. And I'm not even going to look for it. Hallelujah. But what I'm saying, because you will meet the confrontations. Oh. Lady pastors, have you had a confrontation or two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And some of you have allowed it to limit you. Yeah. From today, don't you, I've told you, you will answer to Jesus. Oh. You see, our father's wife, Lady uh, Sister Adelaide, she's a very peace, she's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very quiet. She's a very phlegmatic, not quiet, phlegmatic person. I mean, cool. And I remember her saying, in those days, this was a long time ago, children were young, so many things were happening. And she said, sometimes I just feel like, you know, when you're phlegmatic, you don't like a lot of stress. Yeah, that's the word. She, I mean, she was looking at her, she said, she's tempted at times to just, oh, relax, why? Then she remembers that, Charlie, Jesus, oh, one day you will give account. Yeah. So whatever ministry, whatever he's calling you to do, one day you will give account. You will give account. You cannot come and say, because somebody said, somebody didn't say. And that is why you must just be assured. So today, I'm just saying to you that maybe it's a Barak who didn't do his work. And the Lord has put you there. After all, if somebody is drowning in a pool and there's no man there and you are there. It is true that if a man was there, when they throw the rope, more strength will be available to pull. But there's nobody there. And you are there. And the rope is there. Would you say that? Ah. Mm. The way it says, you know, you have to die. No. <laughs> you will throw the rope and in your own way, be doing the pulling before you are aware. That's a life that you have saved. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. So never doubt it again and never ask that question again. Amen. And if you take your Bible and you read through, you will discover that there, throughout the Bible, there are women who do things. 
We've already seen Deborah. We've already seen the killer of um, uh, Sisera. But there are more in the Bible. Hallelujah. But I want you to know that it is an honor. We are not done, but I want you to just stand up and I want you to pray. Just pray about, we've talked about the, te- I mean, so many temptations. Hallelujah. I don't know which one is yours. The temptation, things that will affect your ministry. The temptation to marry an unbeliever. Hmm. The temptation to trust in your beauty. The temptation to sleep with many people before you marry. The temptation to follow material things. The temptation to be fearful. The temptation to be emotional. The temptation to be proud. The temptation to be unforgiving. I don't know which one is hindering you, but I want you to talk to the Lord about it. Just lift your voice up. Just five minutes, hot prayer. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Yes, you are a lady, but you can pray. You can pray fervently. It's fervent prayer that does something. Which one of these did you find yourself in it this afternoon? Just lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. continue as for today I know that Saturdays are packed so we are going to push a little are you there? push a little then we'll have some 15 minutes snack break and we'll come back so we are now moving closer, tell anybody we are moving closer to to the deeper issues let's go back to where we started, the first temptation the first temptation in Genesis chapter 3 Let's go to verse 6. Verse 6. I want to show you something. Look at the temptation. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Hallelujah. I need you to see a number of things in this scripture. The first thing I want you to see is that the woman was attracted by what she saw. You see, it was pleasant to the eyes. In fact, let's start from the beginning. It says, it was good for food. 
That's a fleshly desire, a desire for something comforting. Pleasant to the eyes. A tree to be desired to make one wise. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. They were working fully. Now, so she took of the fruit, and then she gave it to her husband, and for whatever reason, he also ate it. I need you to see that the first woman, she canceled out her husband's ministry. Totally. Totally. Because they had work to do. Adam arrived first. He was the one who received the mission first. Before God decided that in his loneliness, let me add somebody and then commission them both to do the work. Now, by her, her temptation or her yielding to these things, are you there? Just stay with me, please, on, on Genesis 3, um, 3, 6. By staying here, what you see is that she ended up, even though she didn't intend to go there, that's what she ended up doing. That she bumped out her husband's ministry. From here on, the story has changed. They are driven out of the Garden of Eden and then he too, he was cursed. Now he's now going to be a lay pastor struggling to work. Mm. Before, he was just being taken care of. Now, it says, by the sweat of your brow, you eat bread. So now, he could no longer just be concentrated on what God gave him to do. He was now going to do something else in addition. Are you here? In the same way, I want to say to you that this same temptation is still there. It's still there. And it is the reason why I have to speak carefully. Marriage is a blessing, but it's not only a blessing. It's not only a blessing. It can also be the means by which you or your husband or both of you lose your ministry. Hey. <laughs> the church is very quiet too. Hmm. what is the devil's plan his plan is to use you to make a phantom out of your husband I wish somebody could find the meaning of the word phantom for me because some of your English teacher died early oh what's a phantom a phantom. <laughs> if you find it, please just let us know. A phantom. This will help us when we understand it. Yes. There's a mic over there. Just take the red one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something yeah. apparent to saints, but apparent. With mm-hmm. no substantial existence. With no substantial existence. So it's a phantom. Or something elusive. It's what? Elusive. elusive. So it's not real. Are you there? It's not real. And what has or what what is happening? And it will happen more as we go towards the last days. You will see that a lot of ministries um, become phantoms. And the reason why they are phantoms is because of the pastor's wife. 
I'm waiting for it to sink well because when you hear the first time, you're like, oh, how? <laughs> okay, not real. Something apparent to sense but with no substantial existence. Something elusive. Okay, it's not an, yeah. Are you there? Something elusive. It's, it's no substantial existence. And today I'm going to shed a little light on this because I know that some people are... <laughs> uh, hmm. Are you there? I'm going to be talking about the spirit of the phantom. The spirit of the phantom. You see, if you can see how the devil is going to use you, are you going to cooperate? Uh-huh. I hope you get it. So that's the only purpose of this session. To open our eye to see it. And my prayer is that you will see it. Mm-hmm. Because some of us, you're not used to correction. So when you're corrected, you immediately start to defend. This time, we are a lot here. So just look straight and smile. <laughs> but as you're looking straight and smile, also be processing the thoughts in your mind. Here was Eve. She's just responding to a current present thing. Are you there? She's just responding to what is there in front of her without a view to how it impacts somebody down there and over there. And it's exactly this thing, exactly that, that becomes the problem in the ministry. And it's exactly that that brings about the spirit of the phantom. I want to show you how the devil is working. I only pray that you have the humility to, 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 to see the attacks and decide that you will not be used. What is he trying to do? He's trying to use you the way he used Eve to bomb out her husband's ministry. He's trying to use you to bomb out your husband's ministry. How? How does he do it? I'm just looking for where to start. And I need to just put in a caution here because I also know that some men listen to my the things I record. Today we are off air. We are uh, so that we can speak freely. Eventually it will appear on the podcast. But if you are a man, eh, you are responsible for your own behavior. Uh-huh. You answer for your own behavior. I, I need to just state that. When Eve made Adam eat there, it's true she gave it to him. But he got his punishment square. Uh-huh. I have to say, because a lot of Christian brothers walk around these days, hey, it was the girl who tempted me. Yes, but you should have withstood the temptation. So that's not what we are dealing with. Uh-huh. I-, I need to deal with that. Because for Ghana, everything, even when the, the child, the person who was raped is 12, they say it's her fault. You are a rapist. It's not that. Don't let me deviate into where I had not planned to go today. Amen. Are you there? So you too, it is your what? Your, your duty to fulfill your ministry. Hallelujah. However, this morning we are here to address how we become the tool that the devil uses to create that phantom of a minister. Are we okay? How does he do it? The first thing is that I shouldn't even say first. It's just one of the things. One of the things are a lot. 
Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2. 1 Timothy 3, 2 says, A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Do you see it? One of the things that the devil wants to do is to give the man two wives. Or three, but how is he planning to do it? By using you. By using you. How does a man become the husband of two wives? By having a wife who is neglectful. Do you remember our ladies who were acting? What did the lady say? She said she did, she's doing her church work. How's what the man did? That what? He should just uh, aside. Many Christian women are like that. Who could not wash their jeans? So I'm going to say a few things. It might offend you, but if you can take it. When you married for comfort, eh, he married for sex and for food. So the same way, when he says that, let's transfer, it's your security that is affected. And you see all the behaviors you come with. That's how he too. When the sex is not flowing, you have brought a problem. In fact, after being a, I've been a pastor for so many years, oh, serving the Lord. One of the things I have seen is that the number one problem in Christian marriages is the lack of sex. Hmm? And the reason is that you think the man's desire for sex is like yours. It's not. It's not. One time I was teaching some young people and a young lady came and she came to sit. I'm looking for a young lady who is not too shy. Some of you are just I don't want to describe you. A young lady who doesn't mind sitting on the... Uh, yeah, some people have charged. Cry. Okay, well, you come and sit. <laughs> I don't mind there too. It's okay. Then I need a young man who is also not shy. <laughs> that was... Come and sit. So we're in a meeting. Are you here? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. One man, a gap. Until I said, I, don't, I need somebody who's not shy. Okay, so this guy has also come. So you to move this way. Uh-huh. Charlie. Uh-huh. Wait, oh. So I was teaching, and people were sitting in their chairs. And then the chairs were all full, and one young lady came. So when she came, she sat just like this. You see, because they were sharing the chair. Are you seeing it? When I saw it, then I realized that this girl, she doesn't understand anything. So I decided to give her a class. Give them a class. And I said to her, you see, this thing you have done, eh, you have started causing trouble. I said to you, this is just a nice individual. I mean, instead of me say, you should not be shy. Sit well, sit well. Now. Hey, move closer. Uh, you see, you should have come if you knew that. Uh-huh. This one is even leaning. I need you to understand that what is going on with these people, what's going on here and here is totally different between what's going on here and here. Totally different. She there, yeah, she's just enjoying her body to lean on. There's my friend. Something, something. Her. Aha. A jano. Yeah, so. Are you there? You have sparked it all. <laughs> That's why I said men who are not shy. Uh, Richard, do you know the switch for the light? Do you know it? Please go there for me. 
Go there for me. <laughs> Beautiful. No, put, leave it on for me. <laughs> okay, put it off. When they came to sit down, I said, light off. When they came to sit, pack. He's ready. He's ready. You, you are now, I've had a very tiring day. The children are disturbing me. He has also had a tiring day, but when he came to sit down, the light that was off, is on. This difference, this difference, is the source of a lot of issues. You are now thinking, hey, when you were going this morning, cry one cry me. You will cry one cry no, you cry another one cry no. Switch it off, on. You are thinking, hey, I was asking my mother for you for money to give to my mother. You didn't give me the money. You are being very some way, something, 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 dumb, sono, or no dear, I know. So finish. If you can understand this, eh? Oh, eighty percent of the problem is over. If you can understand this, yeah. If you can understand it, because there are Christian married women who don't understand this. You don't understand it. That's why you are there saying that unless you make up before. Are you there? Remember, I'm starting from, I've told you, Satan wants to give your husband two wives. So you have come, to make it worse, you have gone to lie down in the same bed. Nobody when I... Hey! <laughs> Please, your children, go away. It's okay. <laughs> I'm talking to some people today. Are you there? So by deciding that until I'm okay, I will not have sex. Those headaches that you claim you have, what again? Uh, Dennis, where are you? Please, oh, there was a clip I gave you. Do you remember? Can we, is it possible to, <laughs> yeah, but will they see it? Oh, ah, you can't see. You can see. Can you read? Uh-huh, it's unfortunate. Let me see if I can read it for you. Let me see the writing. Let it flow. Let me see. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you have it on your phone? me to have sex, and I told you not tonight because I have a headache, or my feet hurt, or my back Start hurts, from the or beginning. it's too humid out, Start or from it's the snowing, beginning. Start or it's from raining, the beginning. or the kids pit. Start from the beginning. You can't get laid on vacation with young kids. I even got a one-bedroom suite that was big enough for me and my wife to go, you know, separate ourselves in a bedroom and the kids sleep in the living room in a big-ass king-size couch bed. I thought I was good. She wakes me up at 7 a.m. She goes, hey, do you want to have sex before the kids wake up? What do you think? I said, have you ever asked me to have sex and I told you not tonight because I have a headache or my feet hurt or my back hurts or it's too humid out or it's snowing or it's raining or the kids piss me off or my friend's sick or my mother's annoying or my father lost his job or it's too cold outside or I'm itchy or I got my period, my hair hurts. Have I ever said any of those things to you? Guys don't need to be seduced. We don't need romantic music and candlelight. All you gotta do is look at your man and go, you wanna fuck? Yes. <laughs> That's it. It's all we're waiting for all day. Thank you. 
I'm, I'm sorry about the, the language, you know, but did you get what he was saying? The guy is like, this question, dear, it's a non-question. It's a non-question. So he now starts to give her her excuses. I have a headache or, or a backache or the children or I have cramps. His mother or it's snowing. He said, have you ever heard me giving you any of those? <laughs> are you in the house? Many of us who are married, I think we can identify with those excuses. But if you will remember that Satan's ultimate aim is to destroy your husband by another woman, you'll sort yourself out. After all, when we want to do something, we do it. Hey, the church is so quiet that it's nice. Amen. Are you there? If you can see the consequences of that behavior, you sort yourself out. I'm speaking to some married women here. When you go home, do your job. Do your job. Do your what? Job. There are many things you can delegate in a marriage. This is not one of them. Do your job. Hey. Hmm. Hey, but can he not see that? I'm t- Listen. It's not a point. I have a headache. Drink para. My back is aching. Take a shower. Yeah. Are you there? See the consequence. You see. Like Evo, she was just responding to what was happening right there. No, she couldn't see the consequences. Now that you know the plan of the enemy, do your job. And those of you who are not married, if you know you won't do the job, just don't marry. It's very simple. Ah, me, I like my peace. I like my space. Keep your space and keep your peace and leave the guys alone. Oh, I'm preaching. I mean, I know I'm preaching this morning. Hey. Am I talking to some people today? You are angry with me, you see. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 4. Mm. Proverbs 14, 4. It's a funny scripture. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. <laughs> are you here? Wouldn't say, wouldn't yeah, men worry. Uh-huh. You want your, your, your crib where you keep animals. You want it to be clean. Don't put any animal there. But if you put an animal there, then stop complaining that the place is dirty. Hey. Hmm. Oh, Jesus, you have to help me today. Hmm. Amen. I'm giving you the next one. I'm showing you the plans that he has. Amen. The next plan that he has is through you. His plan is to create an unhappy home. Through you, not through anybody else. Through you, not your mother-in-law. Through you. Mm. How? When you have done what we do, nag a lot, cry a lot, talk a lot, after you have created that unhappy um, atmosphere, you create the possibility for him to have other friendships that are more interesting. Amen? 
You see, it is his responsibility not to create such friendships. But you are an enabler of it. Are you in the house? Nobody can exist alone. I don't talk to anybody. So as you have made yourself in the house, and as you have made the house unhappy, and how you have done yourself, because, I mean, <laughs> it becomes such that the guy is looking for fellowship. He comes home late every day because you are not interested. Because when he arrives, he arrives to your complaining. Or your silence. You know that silence? That one, no? What, what, is, what is wrong? Oh, oh nothing. Oh, nothing is happening. But your whole face and your body language means say that something is happening. Charlie, I'm enjoying your quietness. <laughs> so what ends up happening is that he now begins to enjoy conversations and other things outside. Hmm. Hey. When he has finished creating those friendships, the devil's next push, push him one more step closer to being an adulterer. Are you seeing it? Yeah. When your husband has to beg you for sex, one of the things that begins to happen is that he begins to get bitter against you. Yeah, and that bitterness is now creating a problem. You'll be bitter because you are vulnerable and the, person's the person can help you out and refuses to help you out. Hey, mommy, I don't enjoy sex. Listen, if you won't learn it, be there. Hey, Charlie. Um, the preaching from here is not easy. Oh. You have been walking around. You see, the first person I heard say this was Bishop Dag. One time we were in a meeting, and then he described our clothing at home. And he said, you have dressed with this, your uh, whatever. Then he said, it has a big stain of oil over here. And, you know, you are smelling cry. And then that's how he, he sees you all the time. So when he finished that session of the meeting, I went out. One of my lady pastors at the time went to Mali. She came. She was laughing. Hey. So I said, ah. Why? Then she said, that dress, I have some. Only mine is not a big stain of oil. It's a big stain of Milo. <laughs> what was he saying? He was saying that in the midst of everything, eh, don't just leave yourself like that. Because something is at stake. If nothing were at stake, it's okay. But something is at stake. You are, you are creating an environment in the house. How is that environment like? Knowing that when the person comes out, and let me tell you something, every man of God eh, is attractive to lady so. And then you, you are there hopping and jumping and, 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 and talking. You think your, your nagging will do anything about it? Aye. Mm. Do your part. Some of you can't even hold an intelligent conversation. Please ask your neighbor. <laughs> Are you intelligent and is your conversation interesting? You TikToker who is just on the TikTok turning, twisting, showing your bum. What is in your head that anybody is interested in?
Joshua, this is your scripture. Because of the savor of thy good ointments, that's the anointing. Thy name is as ointment poured for, therefore do the virgins love thee. And it is real. It is real. And I watch sometimes as people just go crazy. I mean, the pastor's wife, you've made your face very straight. You're not friends with anybody in the church. That is precisely the prescription for trouble. Hmm. My husband has as many girls around him as yours has. Mm, so, mommy, what do you do? I befriend all of them. <laughs> ah, Georgina, you're not my friend. Yeah. Many, I make all of them my friends. All of them. Some of them cry. We have nicknames for them. I'll get to know you. Oh, you are very quiet. <laughs> In fact, I can remember LP Mabel, my son's nicknamed her Daddy's Mabel. You would have been freaking out because they don't call you Daddy's Mabel. I also call her Daddy's Mabel, Sam. Ah, don't you call her Daddy's Mabel? Ah, that's Daddy's Mabel. Yeah. yeah. The church is very quiet. Though. And I get, I, 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 I let them know I'm interested in them. Some have become my friends. Some have become my daughters too. I should fight. What, what, you yourself ask yourself the question. With this my size, what's the likelihood that I'll win? <laughs> Maybe it's our question. Look at the amount of weight I put on. They are still at the, uh, what, 24, what, what, 32, 24, 40. How will I win? Somebody should explain it to me. If we are going to go physique on physique, how? how? <laughs> I ain't got a chance. But if I enter into the spirit realm, oh, oh, I have a chance, man. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to share with you. If he wants to talk about church, if he talks about spiritual things, I can engage with him on it. If he talks about news, I can engage with him on it. Anything I can engage with him on it. You, you are there, your head is as empty as a conco. You can only go, yes, 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 and what we don't have, and life is over. If things are difficult, you are the help meet. What is the help you have brought into the difficult situation? Stop it. From today, the complaining should end. It's too much. It is too much. It's too much. And when you came for me from my father's house, was I hungry? Has you have brought me here? You see, everything I'm saying, eh? As I'm saying it, I can remember the person who said it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Eh? When you came for me, was I, was I starving in my father's house? You have brought me here. Look at how I'm suffering. With that man, you shouldn't have married. You never knew that as you came, you became one. You have become Satan's tool, and he's using you to destroy your husband's uh, ministry, exactly how Eve destroyed Adam's ministry. Yes, Adam was responsible. He should not have eaten the, the, the apple. But you, Eve, you gave him the apple to eat. Are you there? And some of the husbands who don't have the courage to go and look for another wife, BS is now internet. You don't know that internet porn is real, eh? It's real and it's as deadly as the real thing, if not even more. You are there if you open the phone, Charlie, so so sexual conversations 
with women. I'm talking about something. Oh. You see, you were here judging him, but you didn't see your part in it. Hey. Can you see your part or you cannot see? Hey, the way the church is quiet, eh? I'm just wondering whether I should close. Yeah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. The Bible calls you the help meet. That means in every situation, there's a help you can bring that helps you to get him to get out of that situation. And as you are doing it, you are preserving your ministry and his as well. Amen. As for your nagging, if you don't learn anything at all, learn today. Your nagging, it does nothing. Mm-hmm. Hello? Your face, it does nothing. It just drives him out. Your silence, it does nothing. I want you to ask the Navy, the lady near you, are you an agent? Yeah. Are you an agent? Ask the other woman, so in the church, how are you? How are you in the church? What's your attitude in the church? Have you made yourself the madam of correctness? <laughs> hey! Hmm. Charlie? Shabaya? Are you in the church? And some of you, hey, if it doesn't work, I'll divorce him. Hey. You are lucky I've not heard you. You are lucky, pa. You didn't say it when I was there. Mm, because maybe my home didn't endorse but the smile I have, I would have used it to slap you. Yes. I'm going to read you an old scripture why I would have slapped you. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way and walk therein? And you shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk therein, which is what a lot of young wives are saying these days. Yeah. We now belong to a generation of when the thing is spot, you throw it away. That's why you can even be in the house of God and dare to think about divorce. But let me tell you the old way. The old way. If the fan is spot, you don't throw it away. You fix it. You fix it. If the marriage has a problem, we don't throw it away. We fix it. Ah. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. It's time to go back to those things. When you might, those of you who are not married, if you know that you are the type whose head, mind is, if it doesn't work, I divorce. Don't marry. Don't marry. Don't marry at all. But if you have entered, then know that in the church, when you married, the key was thrown away. Tell your neighbor there's no key. Hmm. And the door is like one of those doors that they put in front in the bank. No, the door where the money is. You can't even use a gun to blow it open. <laughs> and it will make you rather turn around and say, I have to fix this thing. Because there's no way out. I can't run away. I can't. There's no other way out of it. Amen. 
I'm talking to some people. You see, because it's not only the man who will be affected by the divorce. You will be affected. And your children will be affected. Hmm. It's amazing that one has to convince Christians not to divorce. So today, I'm wiping your slate. Tell anybody, wipe, wipe it, wipe it. Your mind, clear it from your mind. There's a word. It doesn't exist in your dictionary. Divorce. It's not there. It's not there. Yeah. So whatever the problem is, we have to fix it. Pastor, my, my husband is planning to kill me. Please, move yourself to somewhere safe. Is that okay? Just move yourself out. I'm not saying that you should come and be sitting there till you die. And from, but for most people, that's not it all. That's not it. It's a bad behavior. Hey. If you remember, if you were at last year's conference, I spoke to you about the change in the balance of power. Uh-huh. So don't bring the unbeliever. That's why we're not online. Because if I were online, there will be people who are listening to me who are in unbeliever marriages. And an unbeliever marriage is a different thing. Uh-huh. It's a different thing altogether. Are you in the house? So we are talking now within the context of a Christian marriage, and not just that, in the context of ministry. That's the context that we have defined for ourselves. Hallelujah. That either the man is in ministry or the woman is in ministry or both of them. I hope you get it. And in that context, I'm saying to you that we don't divorce. I have seen women who out of anger have said that I won't do the ministry again. We leave you to God. That's where you go and defend yourself. You're not doing it because of anybody. Hey. Everything you say you won't do in your husband's church, somebody will do. Ah. 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 Tell your neighbor that human beings, they are not short. As for human beings, there's shortage. There's no shortage. I'm happy to announce to you. There's no shortage. What you say you will not do, somebody will do. And better than you. So you rather, that was why I spoke about the honor. If you think about it, that God has just honored you by calling you. Or you can't see. Hey. Mm. Because me, mom dear, if it was left to me, to call this baggage of trouble, every day we are crying, emotions we can't control, fearful, what mouth like gun, all the things that we are. If it was me, I tell God, thank you for sending me, because if you left me, me, I won't send me. <laughs> or you don't understand what I'm saying. When I look at myself and how I am, and my thing says, if I was you, I won't call me. But you have called me. You see, Never see it as your right. That will because I'm so good. I was born for this. Oh, yo. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us to really see the situations. And you know, if I was to give you the story, the story after story, several women and how we have used our women's things to destroy the ministry. All the while saying that I don't, oh, I, I, I don't want to be the one who has destroyed the ministry. You may not want to be but by your behavior you have done it. You have done it. There are people, I have adjusted what they do. Some have even changed what they do because of their wives. Hmm. Only that I have not told you. Hey. The church is very quiet. The son is like, hey, isn't it? Isn't it? Hey, isn't it? 
If you think it's you, it's you. All right. <laughs> yeah. But we, dear, we are only human vessels. We shall also face change judgment like you will. But you must think, what will I say when I meet Jesus? And you must think about it that, okay, it is true that I have rights as a wife. But if I impose my rights as a wife, who is going to suffer because of it? What does it mean? I sit down today and I wonder that if we didn't go to Tamale, what would have happened? Yeah. I was in Hawaii last week and three people came to me. This was on Saturday. On the Saturday, I was ministering in, our, in the UD church there. That's just on the Saturday. And three people came to me. And all of them had been young people when they were in Tamale. And one of them came and said, at an all night, you told us to write down what we were going to be. And I put down that I wanted to be a pastor. I've come to tell you that I'm a pastor and I have the mission in this place. So, if I had used fear, or if I had used what will happen to my children, or if I had used the fact that at that time there was not this and this and this and this in the place, what would have happened to that person? But look a little further than just the tip of your nose. Hey, I'm talking to you. You see, this is the source. How many of you have heard our father giving it to us before? Have you heard Bishop Dag talking to us before? The women. Oh, you haven't heard. You don't listen to messages too. Your life is finished. Uh, <laughs> and you have wondered what is he talking about? Ah, this Magra, is it that he doesn't like it? No, this is what he's talking about. Here's what he's talking about. We have been there. When a wife has packed herself and her children and come back to Ghana, left the man in the mission field. Knowing full well that as she's gone, the man cannot stay there. Is it not the mission you have finished? Is it not the mission that is over? Yeah. You see, now that I've come to the crux of the matter and I'm dealing with that, you see our faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it has to be said. Yeah, it has to be said. You see, a young man came to see me. I want to leave the church I'm in. Why? The pastor's wife is always on my case. You see, many of us we don't do the work of the ministry. If you knew what it takes to bring one half soul to the church, you will not be in a hurry to be facing the, the soul now for the soul to go. But it's because we have made ourselves special. From today, put it down, put it down. Let somebody tell you are special. You yourself don't see yourself as special. When they are going the outreach, go some. When your legs, you come back, your legs are paining you. You will not quickly sack the sheep from the church. All because they didn't greet you. I want to, to ask your neighbor, but you cry, who are you? Who are you? Hey, Asarina, you're tight. I want you to tell anybody, it's you they are talking to. You see, these are our things. Women, this is our things, so our things. These are our things. It's just real. You took your pastor, your, your father's, uh, your husband's phone, and they are saying, somebody is saying, I love you very much. It's because you don't have sheep. If you had, you too, your sheep will be telling you, I love you very much. Thank you very much. But because you don't have. 
Thank you for all the, all the love you showed. Hey. Yay. Father, rescue me in the name of Jesus. Shabaya. Today I want to present you with a choice. You have a choice to make your home heaven or you have a choice to make it hell. The choice is exactly yours. Yeah. It's exactly yours. Hmm. 12.30. We're going to come back and I'm going to give you four keys to help you to find your way out. Is it a good plan? You have promised me you're not going to run away. You are not going to run away. Okay. So for the sake of those, you see, some people have traveled really far to be with us. So I want them to have some refreshment. So don't use the refreshment as an excuse. You see, that's another thing. Oh, the meetings we should be at, we are not there. So we don't hear what we should hear. Yes. Because you have made yourself a busybody over what is not important. So when it now comes to what you need to hear, say, oh, I have to go and do this and this. Many of us are like that. Many of us are like that. There are also some, when what you should hear is coming, you will be now be talking to your neighbor. Yeah. The people who talk in church, it's constant. There's always them. Shut up for once. And for once, engage the mind. For once, engage your mind. And engage it not concerning another person, but you. Listen, I didn't have this meeting to address anybody who's not here. Just you. Face who? I've told you, when I faced myself, I said, these tears are not going to the airport. So I never finish with you right here in the house. I'll see you off well. Do everything well. Enter my room. When I'm crying, there's nobody there. I can look like anything. No problem. You to look at yourself. Look at yourself. The nagging is enough. The bad behavior is enough. The insults is enough. Ah, uh, you thought I haven't heard? I've heard. I've heard all. I'm just biding my time. Latinina. Hey, the church is very quiet again. It's nice, Pa. Your quietness is very nice. Yeah. But it has to be said. And you see, sometimes it's better when it is said from the pulpit because nobody knows who is who. Uh-huh. So take it so that I don't have to call you. Because that's the next step. The next step, I have to call you. Then it's like face to face. And that one... I don't know like about you, but I me, mean, I don't like the direct one. I will take it from the pulpit. Are you there? The day that our father preached about the strange woman. It was very strange in those days. I took it straight from the pulpit. So I've never been called to be told I'm strange. It might be very difficult. Are you there? Somebody will call and say, look. <laughs> Stand to your feet. We're just going to have a very short break. It's just 20 minutes. But for a moment, I want you to pray. Because I can feel that I've stirred up some things in the spirit. And if the feeling you have is anger, if the feeling you have is that nobody understands me, that is the demon right there. So right now, I want you to say a prayer. That's for today. This demon, it will not be comfortable here. You must go. Just talk to the Lord for five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Father, help us with this place that you have brought us to. Help us. I pray for those in whom something negative is being stirred up. 
Satan, you will shut up today in the name of Jesus. You will get out of our homes and you will get out of our ministries and you will get out of our lives. Amen. And Father, it will be well with us. Thank you for how far you've brought us. Thank you for how far you've brought us. Let the work that you are working, oh God, let it continue in us. Let it continue in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. With all of me, I we believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.